The third section of Psalms, known as the Leviticus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauley in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. Most Bible teachers believe that Psalm 75, that's the psalm that we've already studied, and Psalm 76, our psalm for today, actually go together. And that these two psalms were written uh, on the occasion of God's great victory over Sennacherib. Do you remember when King Hezekiah and the people of God, they were scared to death because Sennacherib and the Assyrians had come against them. They were outnumbered, they were outpowered, they were outmaneuvered and yet God overcame their enemy. And so, when you come to Psalm 75 and Psalm 76, uh, the the theme, the emphasis is this, uh, that God is greater, that God is greater than all the rulers of the world, and that God is able to do whatever He wants to do. Aren't you glad that He's your King, that He's your Lord, that He's your Master, that we're not in the hands of wicked men or ignorant men or people that uh, have no more power than we do, Psalm 76 reads this way, In Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. I find it fascinating that both of these psalms begin with God's name. Psalm 75 began with, That thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. Psalm 76 begins this way, His name is great in Israel. I want to say to you that God works in this world for one great purpose, and that is He wants to be known. He wants people to know Him. We'll come back to that thought in just a moment. Verse 2, in Salem also is his tabernacle. Remember, Salem means peace. And his dwelling place in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield and the sword and the battle, Selah. Thou art more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted are spoiled. They have slept their sleep, and none of the men of might have found their hands. Oh, what a humorous verse this is. He said they were so proud, and now they're spoiled. He said they've they've gone to sleep. These men of might can't even find their hands. Uh, They don't even know how to fight. They can't even defend themselves. Why? Verse 6, At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse are cast into a dead sleep. Thou, even thou, art to be feared. And who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. Oh, that's a powerful verse. Listen to it again. Verse 8 of Psalm 76. Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. In all the noise, in all the hustle and bustle of life, in all the posturing, in all the politicizing, in all of the, the movements of people to gain power and access and to get their agenda accomplished, when God speaks, everybody stops. When God speaks, everyone has to be still in His presence. And I love the fact that God speaks from heaven, but earth is affected. Oh, that's what we're praying for right now. Lord, work, speak from heaven, and touch us here where we are on earth. In verse 9, when God arose to judgment to save all the meek of the earth, Selah. You see, do you understand that those that are going to be blessed in the end are not the ones who try to grasp power, 
who try to grab and jockey for position, but rather the meek of the earth. The Lord Jesus would say it this way, that the meek would inherit the earth. It's the same principle. Why? Because the meek are those who've submitted themselves to God's rule, to God's ruling presence in their life. And he repeats this theme, when God arose to judgment. Do you remember the previous psalm, Psalm 75? God is the judge. Friend, I want to say to you, God is not only the judge of the earth, He's your judge. He's my judge. He not only wants to to rule in heaven over earth, He wants to rule in your heart over every circumstance today. Let the Lord be the great ruler of your life. The Bible goes on to say in verse number 10, Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. Friends, there's a lot of theology wrapped up in Psalm 76 verse 10. Listen to it. He says that God even uses the wrath of man. Do you understand that God can use the most wicked people and God can use the most terrible circumstances to bring about His purpose? All through the Old Testament, you have pagan kings uh, like Cyrus and Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, The list goes on and on of people that initially didn't even know God. And yet they became God's messengers and they became God's instruments to accomplish His purpose. The wrath of man shall praise thee, and the remainder of wrath shall thou restrain. In other words, the only thing God is going to allow into our lives, the only thing He permits, the only thing that comes through the filter of His good loving hand are those things that will bring Him the greatest glory and everything else He holds back. If you think there's a lot of evil in this world today, imagine if the Lord was not restraining evil. And then the psalm ends this way, verse 11 and 12, Vow and pay unto the Lord your God, Let all that be round about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. So he ends by reiterating the great emphasis of both of these psalms. And it is this, uh, that princes and kings, uh, prime ministers, presidents, rulers, they come on the scene. And if they do not submit to God, eventually God's going to just cast them down. And uh, that the only true ruler, the only faithful judge, is God Himself. So let's, after having gotten that interpretation, give a little application. There are three primary things that God deserves, that God desires, and that God demands in Psalm 76. Number one, God wants to be known. That's how the psalm begins. In Judah is God known. Do you know Him as your personal Savior? If you don't, today's the day. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You need to know Him personally as your Savior, but don't stop there. If you know Him as your Savior, now He wants you to know Him as your Lord and Master. He wants you to live in His ruling presence. And once you know Him that way, He then wants you to make Him known to others. Begin to see all the things going on in this world as God's means of revealing Himself to fallen humanity. Number one, God wants to be known. Number two, God deserves to be feared. The Bible says this repeatedly uh, throughout the passage. The Bible says in verse 8 that the earth feared. The earth feared. And then it gets very personal. Uh, The Bible says at the end of verse number 11, unto him that ought to be feared. You see, it is not just that he is feared. He deserves to be feared. Why? He's the great God. Stand in awe of the Lord. Uh, We should never be light and flippant about our God. We should never speak of Him like He is a man, like He is just another one of us, or even the best of us. Oh no, my friend, God is God. There's none like to God. 
And all the people of the earth must acknowledge that there is only one true and living God. God wants to be known. God wants to be feared. And thirdly, God wants to be worshipped. That's where it's all coming to. In verse 11, vow and pay unto the Lord your God. Remember, we're in the Leviticus Psalms. It's a picture of worship. Coming to the temple, coming to the holy place to pay your vows, to bring a sacrifice of praise and to honor God. Someday when you come to the revelation of Jesus Christ at the end of the New Testament, you see that all of the people of the earth will worship God. Everybody eventually will give Him worship and will give Him praise. They will acknowledge who He is. You want to talk about a worship service. And then uh, once the believers uh, enter into God's presence for all eternity, we're going to worship Him forever. Isn't that going to be glorious? I think we ought to get a start on it today. What do you think? And so today, would you make these three things your great goal? Number one, to know God. Number two, to fear God. And number three, to worship God. And if I might add this footnote, and encourage everyone else to do the same. Get your eyes off people that you think are powerful people. And instead, get your eyes on the all-powerful God. He alone is worthy of our praise. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or if you desire to grow in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We'd love to hear from you. You may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.